Welcome to the Oceans Church Podcast. We pray that as you join us for this message, you are blessed, encouraged and empowered to bring the Kingdom of Heaven into your spheres of life. Well, welcome to Oceans Church. My name is Jaden. Me along with my wife, we are the campus pastors here at Oceans Perth and we just want to extend that welcome. If you're here for the first time, you are so welcome. Um, We really believe that you belong here and so I hope you feel like you belong. You had a nice warm coffee, Um, you got greeted really nicely but uh, it's going to be a great service. I'm excited because we are in the final week of our series, Devoted. Come on, it's been good. It's our vision series. So we have this series at the beginning of the year and we're like, this is the word for the year. This is what we believe God is calling us to as a community, as a church. This is what God is doing and and that word is devoted. We've had four weeks of this series so far. Um, It's been really powerful and this is the fourth and final week and it's going to be good. Over the past few weeks, we've discovered how devoted the early church actually was. Like the church, the first church that was ever created, how devoted they were. It says in the Bible, they all fully devoted themselves. They went all in. They're like all in. What they, what, um, what they went all in for was, first of all, they devoted themselves to God. Um, and that's what we covered in the first week. They had hid themselves, themselves to God like glue. Um, the word devoted, translated, means glue. Uh, and so they glued themselves to God. Um, he will take you, so when you glue yourself to God, he will take you where you never thought you could go, where you never could take yourself. He, um, if you want freedom today, glue yourself to him. If you want healing, love, purpose, miracles, you glue yourself to him. And, and practically, what this looked like for us as a church is we invited the whole church to join in this Bible reading plan that we've put out on the seats, and it should be on your seat now. Uh, and that is one way to devote yourself to God. The first 15 minutes, um, devoting yourself to God, devoting yourself to God every day for the first 15 minutes. Um, and Shafin, uh, yeah, is doing a devotion every day. Uh, on his Instagram. So if you want encouragement, if you want extra motivation or to unpack that scripture, go on his Instagram, at Shafin. He's the only Shafin on Instagram. Um, the, second, the second thing they did is they devoted themselves to each other. They devoted themselves to God, but also to each other. You know, the truth is that our love for God is reflected in the way that we love each other. So if we love God, then it's reflected in the way that we love each other. If we truly love him, if our heart is for God, then that should outwork itself in the way that we love each other. Uh, If you say you love God, but you don't love each other, if you don't love the church and Jesus' bride, then the Bible literally, and I'm sorry, but the Bible literally calls you a liar. How crazy is that? And so, you know, if we're going to love God wholeheartedly, it actually takes a church, loving each other, going through journeys, Um, And the third thing they devoted themselves to, the Acts Church, the first church, they devoted themselves, they were of one mind and one heart. In other words, they devoted themselves to the vision. They devoted themselves to, to not my vision or what I think is the best way, but to the corporate, unified, what we're doing together, that's the way we're going. That's the vision. They were of one heart and mind. And let me tell you that the devil wants division in the church. He wants to plant as many little visions as he can. He doesn't necessarily need to take you out. He doesn't need to pull you out of church. He just needs to plant division. Another good idea. Another way. Let's go this way and let's separate into that way. 
And, uh, and that's why it's important that we devote ourselves to the vision because the Bible literally says he can, God commands his blessing on unity. So it doesn't matter if we've got the best vision. As long as we have the same vision, it's got God's favor on it. What God's favor is on can't be broken. And so that's why it's important that we're devoted to the same vision, to what God's doing. You know, it's better to be united in a perfect vision with, the, with God's blessing than it is to be to have our own perfect vision that we're going to do. And so, you know, why are we talking this through? Because we want to see God move in power in 2023. You know, we want to see the mission of Jesus continue through the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we don't want to be a powerless church. You know, many Christians forget that we're actually in a spiritual battle. Maybe, maybe some Christians forget that the devil's actually real. You know, the devil is actually real. And when something small comes up, to tempt us, a little seed to pull us out of church, and we don't recognize it's from the devil, it can actually, you know, become fruitful. You know, he needs to preach like this and, and use more or less scripture and, and preach on this or preach on the book of Revelations or, you know, my church doesn't feel like it used to. It doesn't have that warm, glowing feeling like it used to or, you know, my life is too, too busy. I need to pull myself out of church just to settle everything and then when everything's settled, then I'll go all in for God. And, and there's these little lies that the devil can plant and if we don't recognize that we're in a spiritual battle, that there's a war against us, then we, the problem is we start to believe them. We start to believe them and let them take effect. And in Ephesians 6.12, it says this, We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but we're fighting against evil rulers and authorities of places in the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So if we don't recognize we're in a spiritual fight, then we fight with the wrong weapons. If we don't recognize that we're actually in a war spiritually, then we can fight with the wrong weapons. Stop fighting with flesh and blood. Stop fighting using your own strength. Stop fighting people or situations or circumstances because then we'll start blaming each other and fighting each other or blaming ourselves and giving in and, and laying there defeated. We need to recognize that we're in a battle. We need to recognize that the battle is not won with our efforts, but the battle can only be won in the spirit. Come on, we need to recognize that the battle can't be won with my efforts, with me trying harder, with me being better. It's only won in the spirit. We need to fight with the right weapons, church. Come on, we need to fight with spiritual weapons to win the spiritual battle. It's like the terrible situation in Ukraine right now. You know, horrible situation, a war that shouldn't even exist. And here's Ukraine that are trying to defend themselves. And, you know, they've actually got a lot of people willing to stand up and fight for their country. But they're fighting with outdated weapons. They're fighting with, with Soviet-era weapons, a war in 2023, in, in the present day. And so they're crying out to the world. They're like, hey, send us. We need weapons. We need the right weapons to win the fight. Because what point is it to have all these soldiers if they're not equipped with the right weapons? What point is it to send in all of our men if they're just going to die in the field? And it's the same in the church. What point is it if we have a large gathering with all these people excited for God, but we lack the right weapons. We lack the power. You know, we're just going to, we can give all the effort we want. We can, we can try as hard as we want, but we won't win because we don't have the right weapons. Because the truth is, the devil is strong. Bet you never thought you'd hear that uh, said on a, on a church. The devil is strong and you cannot beat him in your own efforts. That's the truth. The devil's stronger than you. Recognize that the devil is stronger than you. 
But God has already won the victory over the devil. God's even stronger than the devil. He's actually the strongest thing we can cling to in this universe. And he's given us his weapons, his authority to go out into the world and fight this fight. I don't need to do it in my flesh and blood, but it's in God. Come on. And we see this in the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts in the Bible, it follows the gospel. So it follows the story of Jesus. So straight after Jesus came and he left, there's the book of Acts, and it's a continuation of the story of Jesus. And so the apostles, the, leader of the, the leaders of the first church, that's when you hear apostles think leaders of the first church, they were bringing the gospel, and they confronted the strongholds of darkness, and, and entire families and cities um, in the grips of darkness, you know, generations lost and, and claimed by darkness, they confronted them. They were using weapons to actually throw, overthrow the rule of darkness in people's lives. And the church was moving in power. You know, God was moving. It was incredible. The, despite the hostility, despite the government at the time not wanting them to do what they were doing, they did it. They saw th- three to 5,000 people saved. They saw miracles happen. Needs met in the community. People in need had provision. And there was belonging and there was family And God has made those same weapons that worked 2,000 years ago available to us. Those weapons are available to us. And we can take the same ground in Jesus' name as they did back then. And so come on, we're going to talk about that today. So the first key, um, if you're taking notes, the, the, the title is Devoted to Power. Devoted to Power. We're going to be devoted to power this year. And it's closing out our Devoted series And the first key to being devoted to power is prayer. I'm going to give you two keys to fight spiritual weapons. uh, And the first key is prayer. You know, we can win the fight in our own lives and in the lives of others. Um, You know, back in that early church, they devoted themselves to a bunch of things. It says in Acts 2, verse 42, it says, They all devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, so to God. The apostles were teaching the gospel, so to God to fellowship to each other, like we spoke about in the second week, to, to sharing in meals, to, to the vision that was being spoken, and to prayer. So they devoted themselves to all of these things. They all devoted themselves to prayer. Because here's the thing, prayer is power. The disciples devoted themselves to prayer. It's like they stuck themselves on the prayer. They glued themselves to prayer. And without prayer, they had nothing. Uh, Prayer is what gave them access to all the power of God, all the awesome miracles. People healed, demons cast out, um, provision met. Prayer was the thing that that gave them access to the power of God. And every time they were faced with a challenge, they would pray. When raising leaders, they would pray over the leaders. When faced with threats, they would pray. When locked in jail, they would pray and they would see miracles happen. In fact, they valued prayer so much that the apostles, the leaders of the church, removed themselves from like the activities of running the church just so they could preach and pray. How crazy is that? They're like, this is what we need to do. This is how the war will be won. And so the top two two most important tasks of ministry was prayer and preaching. It wasn't just an afterthought, but it's something they intentionally did. And too often in our life, prayer is the first thing to go. Prayer is the first thing to go. You know, we're too busy doing the ministry, you know, then we are accessing the very power that we need to do the ministry. Or we're too busy, you know, driving our cars and we forget to fill up, you know. 
We're too busy in our life, in our families, in our work, in our church to actually pray. And that's the thing we need to actually do all of that. It's the fuel to our engine. We're too tired, too apathetic. But uh, there's this awesome quote that says, if we are a prayerless church, then we'll become a powerless church. You know, and we've lost the battle and, and Satan takes ground. The battle is lost or won in the prayer room. If we're a prayerless church, we lose our power. We can do all the activity of ministry and life, but without the power of the Holy Spirit, we are like a car that hasn't been filled up. We're like a, like a laptop that hasn't been plugged in long enough. You know, there's this quote by Leonard uh, Ravenhill that says, Surely revival days, sorry, sorry, surely revival delays because our prayer decays. You want revival in your life? Then be devoted to prayer. Be devoted to prayer. We want revival so bad. We want to see people saved, breakthrough happen. We want to see it happen in Perth City. Then we need to commit to prayer. When we aren't seeing God move, our answer sometimes is just to work harder, to be better, just to do more. I need to take on more and do this and do that and do that. But the answer is to go deeper in our prayer life. Power is released through our prayers. Power is released through our prayers. Uh, but even more than individual prayers, they were devoted to praying together. They, so they were praying individually, but it makes mention that they prayed together. So if you want to lift your prayer power, not only do you need to pray, not only can you just pray, but it goes to another level when you join together with people in agreement with each other. Now they became devoted to praying with each other. Matthew 18, um, 18 to 20 it says this, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you the truth, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this, if, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus is saying to you that you have the power to permit or forbid things in this world through your prayer, if we can pray together, if we can pray in unity. And how often do we complain about things or, or fatalize people or situations? You know, this person did this, so they made that decision, so I guess they're no longer a Christian, so they've decided to go down that way. Or, you know, I tried to go all in for church, but then I got tired and I got busy and, and things filled up. And so I guess I'm just like, it's another season, another time. We can fatalize like that. But what we don't realize is, no, like we can get in and, and fight on their behalf. Like we can actually fight with our prayers if we pray together. We can get in and not let this happen. We need to start fighting this war with prayers. It's not a, it's not a done for situation. It's not the end of the road. Prayer will make a path where there is none. So we need to start fighting this war in prayer. Jesus said, if it's in agreement, then it's done. If we can agree on it, if we can come together and pray, then it is done. And so that's amazing. So prayer together is so powerful. It's so powerful. But what if we need more prayer? What if we need more power in our situation? What if we need something another level higher? You know, this happened with the disciples, right? They were praying for a demon to be cast out of someone. And they were praying. That's a good start. And they prayed together, they got disciples and they laid hands and, and that, was, that was even better. But the demon wasn't cast out. 
So then Jesus walks in and prays for him and, and the demon's cast out and it's all better. And later they had this dialogue with Jesus in Matthew 17, 21. It says, afterwards the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? Jesus said, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There are some things that can only be moved when we turbocharge our prayer with fasting. There's even more power when we pray over things in this world, when we're praying in unity and when we fast. And so that's why we're going to start this series starting tomorrow. Uh, well, next week we're going to start a series called Dominion. And we're, we're taking ground. We're taking back ground from the enemy. The enemy is taking too much ground in our city, in our families, in our world. So we're going to be taking ground with the authority of Jesus. And as a part of this series, we're going to all start fasting together. The invitation is for you to join in. If you want power in your life, you want to see breakthrough happen, I invite you just to, to, just to try it, to fast. Maybe if you've never done it before, to try fast something. Um, where it's going to be an awesome, awesome, powerful series. And, and there are many different ways to fast. You can you know, do the full fast for 21 days and, and you know, just drink water. I'd encourage you probably to start with a Daniel fast or, or a partial fast. We've got loads of information about fasting on our website. So if you want to get out your phones now, you can literally get out your phone now and go to Oceans. I'll wait, I'll wait. You get out your phone, get out your phone, I'll wait. We good? Some people are wondering, like, do I actually get out of my phone? If you want to, no pressure. Oceans.church forward slash dominion. How do you spell dominion? There, boom. Dominion. Dominion. And there's a whole guide, bunch of resources on prayer and fasting. And the thing is, we don't just want to do this in our own silo. Like, you can fast whenever you want during the year, but... Something so powerful. When we as a church, we're like, we're all in. We're believing together. We're praying together. We're going to see ground taken. We're going to see our family members saved. We're going to see our workplace saved. We're going to see new ch churches launched, leaders raised. We're going to see revival happen in Perth this year. And so that's what we're praying for. So I'd love you to join in. And there's a really practical way you can join in. Uh, one way is you can pray literally with us all week. Uh, we are... Every, at 6 a.m. every weekday, we are meeting together and we're praying. We call it Hour of Power, 6 a.m. to 7. I know it's early. I know it's a sacrifice, but it's only for 21 days. It's only the weekdays for three weeks, starting tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And uh, we're going to do two weeks, uh, sorry, two days of the week in person. So Thursday, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, come be a part of it. We're going to be at Heart for the City Church in West Perth. It's not far away. Information's on the website if you want the location. Come and join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 a.m. to pray together, to see breakthrough in your life, to, to pray in unity, to get some extra power to your prayer. And then at 6 a.m. on, so same time, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we'll be online on Zoom praying. Now, don't worry. You don't have to turn your camera on at 6 a.m. We're going to do guided prayers. So it's going to be something where we guide you in a prayer and you pray where you are. Your mic doesn't need to be on. You're just joining in with praying, commenting if you want to. But join us at 6 a.m. You can just wake up, click the buttons on our website. If you go to that website right there, there's a button that says join online, and it's going to take you straight to that Zoom meeting. So jump on. Jump on. Why not? Even if you can do one or two, maybe you've never done it before. If you can do the whole thing, do the whole thing. But we'll be there because we want to see breakthrough in, in our lives, in your life, in our city. So let's all pray together. So that's our power. If you want any more info, 
go to the website, talk to me. I'd love to chat a bit more about it, but we're, we're going to move on. But we want to see God move through the power of prayer. We want to see ground taken not in our own strength, but in God's strength. And so the first key was um, power is in prayer. There is power in your prayer when we pray together, when we pray and, and when we fast. But the second key is the Spirit. You know, Stanley, uh, Stanley Horton said this, if the book of Acts shows us that in order for us to do what Jesus did, we need to receive what Jesus received. You know, that's what the book of Acts is, the following of Jesus. If we want to do what Jesus did, the disciples received what Jesus received. If we want to take ground, if we want to see the same miracles happen, you know, we need to do those same things. And so Acts 1 it tells this story. It's like, this is um, Luke speaking. He says, In my first book, I told you, Philophysis, philo, oh, I can't say it, philo, Theophilus. Theophilus. Thank you. <laughs> I told you, Theo, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles the th- further instructions through the Holy Spirit. So, what instructions did he do? He's like, he told you about everything Jesus did until he was raised up and he gave further instructions. What were those instructions? The instructions were, once when we were eating with them, Jesus commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem till you do the great commission. I'm sorry, do not leave Jerusalem to do the great commission, make disciples, until the Father sends you, uh, sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized people with water, but in just a few days you will baptize people with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, he, he told them to stay, stay for the Holy Spirit. Stay for the Holy Spirit. There's going to be a gift that's going to equip you to do even greater than, than what I did. You know, Jesus literally said that to the disciples. There's going to be a gift. He says this, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me uh, will do the works that I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than what I did because I... I'm going to the Father because the Holy Spirit is going to come. God is speaking to you right now in this situation, no matter what your past has been. You know, if you follow him, if you're following him, that's, that's the requirement. If you follow him, then you will do even greater things than Jesus. That's the invitation that God is saying through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. You know, our role is to continue his work and, and the Spirit was the key to continue his work for the disciples. Acts 10, 30, 38, it says, And you know that God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went out around uh, doing good and healing those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The anointing that Jesus had here, he, he is the same anointing that we get and, and we can do the same as he did. You know, bringing freedom into our life freedom from oppression, from, from the work of the devil, victory over this world. That's what God is inviting us to. You know, you will do these works too when you are filled with what Jesus had, when you are filled with the Spirit. The Spirit enabled Jesus to do it. He'll enable you to do it. And so we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we're like a toy without batteries. You know, we're like a car without fuel. We look good. We, sit like, we sound good. It's, it's, it looks great. But there's no power. You know, there's no authority. So we need the Holy Spirit. That's the power. You know, we aren't as smart as some churches. We aren't as intellectual as some churches, as methodical, as spectacular. But none of that matters because it's never about us. 
It's all about the power of God. And so that's why God uses someone like us. Because we're not the most theological, intellectual, smart people. It's so God can be glorified through us, through his spirit. It's his spirit that's doing it. It's not us. It's the power of God through us. You know, as a church, let's not rely on ourselves, but let's seek God's power through prayer and the spirit. When we decide to follow Jesus, when you decide to make the decision to follow Jesus, when you want to go all in, this is available to you. So if you're a Jesus follower and you're wondering, does this, does this count me? Yes. If you're not a Jesus follower, then all you need to do is make the decision to follow Jesus Dedicate to devote your life to him and you'll see his power at work in your life. That's a requirement. So, so let's activate it. God's given us this gift. He's given us something. You know, how annoying is it when you give someone a gift and they don't use it? You know, he's given us something. Let's use it. It's, it's way better than trying to do it ourselves. It's way better than, than trying to figure it out. We have got the gift. So we're going to get the worship team back up right now. But, you know, really practically, in a few moments, we're going to give people the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, whether it's filled or refilled, um, we're going to give people the opportunity. So, you know, people can, like, it's the same as baptizing the Holy Spirit. We, words interchangeable. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe it's again. Maybe you were filled five minutes ago and you want to be filled again. We would love to invite you to come and receive prayer by the team, just row by row. You know, we'll start at the front and, and just come to the front, and we're just going to have a prayer team ready to go. But before we get into that, just some things I want to talk about is, you know, just getting us ready for that moment. The first thing is just our expectation. You know, it's important that we come, that we come expectant that God is faithful to his promise, and he will always give to those who ask. It's like, if you have the desire, he'll meet you there. If you have the desire, he'll meet you in that moment. He'll fill you. So be open to what it might feel like or look like. Be open to what is going to happen in that moment. Um, you know, it's not about feelings. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes there's a feeling, but it's not about feelings. It's about the faith. It's about you just having faith in God. And so, you know, we're not led by feelings. We're led by our faith, our trust in God. God is going to do something in the Spirit that we may not see immediately. You know, He's going to do something in the spiritual realm that might take a while to be worked out in our life. So it's not about the, the immediate, the feeling, but there will be something that's worked out. There will be something that's a fruit of it eventually. Um, so come expectantly. Don't come uh, skeptic, skeptically. You know, God doesn't respond to our skepticism, but to our faith. Um, nowhere in the Bible did it say that the skeptical will be healed and filled with the Holy Spirit. It says you only need faith. Faith as small as a mustard seed. It's like, it's like trying to like say, if you can just get to here, get to there, God will fill you. So nonetheless, it's faith. Come, expectance. That's the first thing. The next thing is like extremism. A lot of people can be filled, can be freaked out by the filling of the Holy Spirit, like the, the baptism, um, the, the filling of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's mostly misunderstood or people can, can go to the extremes and abuse the, like, the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe you've had that experience before. Maybe it's been a bit weird for you. Um, but like anything, there's always extremes, right? You don't stop driving your car because there's bad drivers, you know? You don't stop going to sporting events or anything like that because there's, there's bad characters there. You don't stop going to the beach because things might get stolen. Like, there are extremes. There's always going to be extremes. And, um, and so just, just come open. Come ready. Just focus on, on what you hear, what you see, 
what, what's in this room, what God is doing. Focus on God because He's here and He's real and He's going to move in the moment. And the third thing is just manifestation. Uh, big word, scary word also. Uh, you know, all throughout Jesus' ministry, there were countless manifestations of spiritual movings and the way that God moved. Um, you know, take Jesus, times he mixed mud and spit and the guy gets healed. Times he cast out demons and he didn't know where to put them, so he put them in pigs and they ran off a mountain. Like there's, all, like there's, there's sometimes outworkings of, of what happens and, and there are times that people fall down under the presence of God. Um, Jesus just breathes on them and, and they, they fall. Um, that's just God being God. And so, you know, be open to moments like that. Uh, people will speak in tongues. You can't put God in a box. Um, the moment we put God in a box, he, he sort of is in a box for us, you know. If we do that, we probably won't experience it. Um, but God will want to move and He's just looking for willingness and openness in this moment. So just allow God to do what God wants to do. Um, if you want to put God in the box, then you only get a God big enough to fit in a box. So no one wants that. So throw out the box. Just come open. Just come. It's not about me or, or us or the team that's praying. It's purely just God moving. God moving in His place. He wants to move in your life. He wants to show you things that you've never seen before. And, and so let's just come open. So three purposes for the Holy Spirit. The first purpose is the power to witness. Ultimately, the purpose of the power of the Holy Spirit is so that we can talk about Jesus, witness to Jesus, so that everyone everywhere can understand the gospel and receive eternal life. That's why we have the helper. He's called the helper because he's helping us on that purpose. Acts 1.8 says, You will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. The power of the Holy Spirit is not given so that we can live our best life now or be comfortable or have luxury, not even that we can just spend all day worshipping in, in God's presence, but, you know, that would be nice. But it is, it is so that we can achieve a purpose, so that we can go and be witnesses so we can go with boldness, lay hands, see miracles happen, bold miracles, you know, sick healed. Um, yeah, I'll just share this. We, before the service in PEP, we, I just felt that God wanted to heal some people. And so a whole bunch of people came up and we saw someone's shoulder that had been like really badly um, hurt where she couldn't turn her head. Um, she couldn't turn it past that point. Uh, and we prayed for it. And God healed her, like completely. She was like looking at the back wall, standing at the front. Um, and there was a bunch of other things as well. Small, small miracles, someone's back and, and all these things. But God is moving. God is moving. God wants to heal. And that's what the Holy Spirit is for. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit is for. So that we can do signs and wonders, that people's faith might be built up and so they can place it in God. So that people who are non-Christians can see that, oh, actually, that must be real. Because I can see it, I can feel it, I can be a part of it. Jesus said, "All uh, these signs will follow like a weight behind a boat, the preaching of the gospel. And it says this in Mark 16, 15, uh, and 17 and 18. He says, go out into the world, preach the gospel, uh, the, preach the good news to everyone. These uh, miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, if anyone does that. And they will drink, uh, they, they, if, if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will go into, they'll be able to place their hands on the sick and the sick will be healed. 
And so that's what happens when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, as you get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, it will not only be boldness, but you can expect miracles to take place. Like you'll, you'll have boldness and you'll see miracles. The purpose of the miracles is less about us, more as a sign to others. So if you want to see more miracles, start reaching people for the lost. Start putting yourself in a position where you, you need God to just come through with a sign and you'll see miracles. The second purpose of the gift is to edify. To edify, big word, not small word, but weird word. To edify. Edify means to speak something out into existence. But the thing is, yeah, we can speak something out and be like, oh, this is going to happen. But it's not just words. It's the Spirit behind it. And so we're joining our Spirit, our, our words with faith in what the Spirit's going to do. And edification can look like a lot of things. It's like building people up, building people up. The, the Bible has words for it. It's like prophecy. Prophecy, prophesying something over people's lives. It's like God's saying this to you. It's teaching, it's evangelism, it's building up people, hospitality, administration, and tongues. Tongues, speaking in heavenly language. It sounds like gibberish, but it's just tongues. It's there to edify yourself, to build up yourself, to, to pray to God where your spirit just starts praying to God. So it's to edify. And the third one is anointing for purpose. First time the spirit was poured out, it was on a trading. It was on a trading, Exodus 35, 31. It says, The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. You now, God wants to anoint you for what He has called you to do. To be a witness, to be a light, to be a creative, to be a professional, to be the best nurses, doctors. You know, there are teachers, but then there are anointed teachers where the Spirit of God gives them insight into their students, a tailored direction, you know, and the power of the Spirit is just there to equip kids and raise a generation with purposes, with the purpose of God on their life. You know, there are creatives and then there's anointed creatives where, you know, the Spirit of God is poured out on them and they just have this new level of creativity where communication through media just penetrates people's minds and ministers and builds people up in the Spirit. You know, there are parents and then there are anointed parents who discern the needs of each child, who are filled with the wisdom of God who prophetically speak life over their children and minister the Word of God to them, raising up a generation of warriors. You know, there are nurses and doctors, and then there are anointed nurses and doctors that go with the Spirit of God, not just their knowledge over their patients, that, who touch, you know, who be able to touch the body and, and just see healing through that. And so, you know, whatever your vocation is, whatever you're doing, the Holy Spirit wants to pour out His anointing to you, on you, so that Jesus, you can be Jesus' hand and feet in this world. No matter where you are, no matter where you go, you can have His power. The intent of anointing is to set apart a person, place or thing for divine use. It is meant to empower people to accomplish God's work. That's Kyle Blevins. Belvins, I think. I think that's spelled wrong. Belvins. So this is not about us being an elitist. It's not about us... Being up here, like we're the anointed ones. It's just about us being an opportunist. Like we just want to come. There's an opportunity. God's inviting us. I want God's power. I want God's blessing. I want something more to take into my profession. And so in a moment, we're going to have this. Why don't we all just stand to our feet right now? You know, the Spirit of God is just wanting to touch people. I feel like this is a, it's a new year, new year. A lot of breakthroughs is going to happen this year. A lot of challenges, 
a lot of uh, difficulties. And how much better is it to be going through those things with power, with the right weapons? And uh, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the future holds for you. I know God's got an incredible purpose for your life. And so, you know, why not just make the bold move to get filled with the Holy Spirit? Maybe you've, you've never done it before. Just make, take the step. Take the step. God will meet you at your place of desire. If you want to speak in tongues, ask to, ask to have that gift. You know, the Bible says, you know, if you desire it, He will give it to you. You each have the ability to speak in tongues and so start activating that. Start activating that gift. Don't be the person that doesn't use the gift that was given to you. Come on, let's start activating that. So we're going to get the prayer team up the front. And just row by row, um, just come out the front and get prayer. And can I tell you, be bold, be first, be the person that leads everyone. Because we're going to be, as a church, we're going to be anointed this year with a new power, with the power of God. Come on, let's go. Well, the worship team will just sing behind us. But let's start coming up to the front right now. Thank you for listening to the Oceans Church podcast. For more information, visit oceans.church.